there's a time and place and moment when you decided to appear here. There were many other things happening around in nature at that precise time as well. And so the understanding is that all of those things are connected and you are a part of that expression. You are also part of that creation in that moment. Hello and welcome to the bonus episode of Testing the Alternative. In this episode, we are chatting to Nathan and what you're going to hear today is the full interview we did with Nathan after our astrology therapy session that we had two weeks ago. We're giving you the full interview because we did give you one or two of the main questions from our interview, but we had so many listener questions. Some of my resident skeptics still weren't convinced and they needed a bit more convincing. So we thought, why not let Nathan speak for himself? Meditation, keto diet, astrology, tapping, tapping, psychic, kombucha tea. Join a skeptic and an optimist once a month to test the latest in alternative living fads and fashions. Find out what they are about, what works for us, and well, what doesn't. With your resident skeptic, Paige Muller, and your resident optimist, Jessica Bash. Welcome, Welcome to, to Testing, testing the, the Alternative. And let's first start off, you mentioned to us when we first met you that you started off as a skeptic and you actually didn't believe in astrology. Um, would you tell us about your background, how you got into it and why? Um, my background, obviously, I'm South African, okay, uh, born and bred here and raised and grew up here. Um, and um, uh, I think how I got into astrology in hindsight um, in grade four, I stumbled upon this book called Sun Signs by Linda Goodman, uh, which I was fascinated by, you know, just being able to uh, understand myself, you know, because I found out, oh, that's my birth date. And this is what I, you know, fall into as a category, a zodiac sign or star sign. And I started reading from that book from my friends, from my teachers, you know. So I was doing readings. <laughs> You know, when I was 12 years old in that way, just for fun. But I liked the fact that there was some body of knowledge that spoke to me, you know, because I think even as a child in primary school, um, you still want to know, you're figuring out like how you relate to other people and your parents and your friend group, you know, and peers and all of that and teachers. And um, it was very enlightening from that point of view. But then I put it aside, you know, because it was just, you know, something that was interesting. And then working as an engineer in the oil and gas industry in my 20s, um, now we're talking about mid-20s, um, I had, like, major breakups by that point, you know, as you do. As some of us do, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> At that point, I was like, you know what? Uh, the common denominator is me. So um, these same things kept happening, you know, the same issues, the same circumstances, the same patterns. And I was just tired. I was like, I need answers. And no one around me could give me answers that were that felt true, that felt deep enough to the issues that really looked at me, you know. I wasn't feeling seen or heard by anyone and instead of becoming frustrated with it I remembered astrology at that point and I said well you know what let me 
look into this. Uh, I'm not really sure, but when I did, and thankfully I had the open mind to actually look into it beyond just, you know, uh, my nose, um, it, I found out that, yeah, actually it is making sense when I actually look into the real astrology. Um, and so I sought out teachers, and thankfully I was blessed to have really credible teachers um, in this field. And um, it's been a learning experience ever since then for the last decade, and then helping others to do the same, find the same way forward, you know, because what I like, what, I, what, what has kept my interest in it is I can share with people insights and knowledge that they might not get from anywhere else, or it might cost an arm and a leg to eventually get from anywhere else. And especially for young people to make it more accessible. So that's um, that's that's how I got into it and how I'm staying in Okay. So that's really interesting because I remember chatting to Paige in our um, pre-interview that, you know, the first time I ever learned that I was an Aries, you know, was in magazines. It was also just as a kid, you'd pick up a magazine and then you'd read like your monthly horoscope at the back. Um, but like you said, it gave like, for me, at least, I can't speak for Paige, but for me, it did give me a better understanding of myself. And I often feel that it does give me a better understanding mm. of my friends and I can relate to them better. But mm. like we said, we've looked it up. We can't find out why. So could you maybe explain how it works? How do you calculate things on our charts? What do you use to help you interpret what's happening to us in the most simple way mm. possible? Yeah, because also your math. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the charts the math looked intense there was a lot of math so how does that math work uh, yeah uh you know in the ancient world an astrologer was called a mathematicus um because you had to do the calculations all by hand you know and you're dealing with spherical geometry and trigonometry and all these things and that's where perhaps the engineering background helped me because when i learned my teacher's insisted on me learning the old school way and doing calculations by hand and constructing the chart. So that's astronomy, okay? Um, but why and how astrology works, um, the way I've come to understand it in a simple way is that um, there's a premise that everything is connected. That's number one. That is at the heart and front and center of astrology. And so, therefore, because there's a time and place and moment when you decided to appear here, there were many other things happening around in nature at that precise time as well. And so the understanding is that all of those things are connected and you are a part of that expression. You are also part of that creation in that moment. Um, and so is everyone, you know, born at that time. And the location changes things slightly. And therefore, instead of looking at you and, you know, picking you apart, <laughs> as maybe a psychologist might do or something like that, um, which is very tricky to do because we are very complex things, beings, I can look at something in nature around the time you were born and if I learn how to read the patterns in that and understand the dynamics in that, 
that shows me corresponding, there must be corresponding dynamics in you and in your life because those two things were connected when they were both born. So some people can choose tea leaves, some people can choose uh, to cast bones, some people can choose, um, you know, in the ancient days they would cut up a deer or something and look at the liver and you know, all sorts of weird things. But it's all about reading signs around us that help us understand ourselves. In that way, are you saying, so if Jupiter, for instance, is in a certain area during your birth, and because Jupiter is associated with whatever Jupiter might be associated with, that then goes into the reading because it's in that category. So first premise, you must accept that everything's interlinked. That's premise one. Premise two is then that things that are interlinked to you have further meaning or further translations, which then, because you're connected to them, means that they're connected to you, and that means A, B, C, D thing in your reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not saying X equals Y. It's not saying Jupiter's doing something to you, you know, for example. But it's saying because something is happening with the system of planets, which is a subsection of nature, um, because something is happening with the planets, something similar is happening here. And so that is how we just move between the two. And there are different systems of astrology, you know, so um, different ways of looking at the planets to derive significance and meaning. Uh, and that's where the different kinds of astrology come about. But the basic premise is it works because things are, by virtue of things being connected, and therefore the movements in those things are indicating similar movements over here. Okay, I understand that. And, and I think what was both surprising yeah. to Paige and I is that, um, as Paige mentioned, she was intuitively already thinking about what you brought forward without her even knowing it's something of significance mm. and with mine i'd always joke about it like oh i'd love to be a housewife and just you know like <laughs> do all these things Rich man. which is like a joke but like i guess intuitively because things are connected maybe those signs are there and you're thinking about it but until you place importance on it and learn why yeah and i guess you don't know that's a very good point jessica because it shows to you you know both both of you that by looking at the astrology, I could see what was arising at the time as important. And you didn't have to tell me, but it was also arising in your life, you see? So it's just, the, again, the same self-similarity concept that is being used and invoked all the time. And the great thing about that is I don't have to dig inside myself to find answers for you. You know, there's a map there that shows me something about you. I've just got to learn objectively to read that, you know, and not even to, you know, so this personal bias and all those assumptions need to be put aside. Yeah. So what I found interesting, because also you spoke to us about how there's no predetermined destiny that like we have multiple options. And even during my um, session, you said, listen, there's this option, but if you could do this, you could do that. But in my session, you were able to pinpoint two things that happened in the past in my relationships down to the months or like roughly when the months were. And my question is, 
if we can't, if there's no destiny and we can't determine the destiny, how did we lock in the past? Like, how do we know that happened? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. It's a very good question. And, you know, so hardline astrologers would say that everything is predestined, you know, to which I'd always say to them in conversation with them, well, I can pick up this mug right now and can you tell me from astrology when I'm going to put it back down? You know, so there's a scale of like what we would call free will and destiny, you know, so and everyone has a mix of both in different proportions. There are some things in our life that are um, set, that are hard set, hardwired into like how we are and who we are. Right. And how we approach things, how we think about problems, you know, the nose and the shape of our face. You know, these are all things that are largely set and uh, based on prenatal and postnatal influences. You know, it's those that's how that's how psychologists can do their job as well, because they're relying on certain indicators that are there that therefore indicate likely, most likely circumstances and outcomes. And it's the same thing here where I can see that. In the way Jessica, for example, uh, approaches relationships, the hard line dynamics are one, two, and three. And so therefore, I know with a certain amount of confidence that that is going to be her default you know, process in trying to get to that outcome. But what astrology allows us to do also is, as you've experienced, well, um, tweak it here and tweak it there. And so what happens is that now we are able to actually free your will, to actually free your will from default processes, default ways of thinking, default patterns of behavior, that we are thinking we are doing free will, but it's just the same loop, the loop happening. And so, yes, we use those, there are those predetermined presets, if you want to call it that, right, which most people will follow. Most people follow. And sometimes that's okay. Um, and it's not to say that astrology, you know, is uh, an imperative because there are a lot of people that go through life without astrology just fine, you know. But if you want to fast track that process, instead of taking five relationships or five years to figure something out about a dynamic that you have, we can fast track that. And yes, it requires some adjustment on your side because we are fast-tracking it. Mm-hmm. You're not going through the normal, you know, five-year learning process. You're doing it in five minutes or five months, right? But by and large, the free will becomes a conversation between you and destiny. And that's what astrology helps you to do. By knowing what my presets are and by having them detailed for me, I then actually have more control to see what my options are, what my options are not. Okay, that's also very important to know so that we're not bashing our heads up against a wall all the time. But using what we have, using what is accessible to us. And I think that's more freeing. And some people will say that's limiting, but actually from experience, when you know what your room looks like, and you know what your walls look like, then your life is defined and you can get on with it, right? As opposed to um, implanting someone else's view for you. And because a lot of that happens, you know? So yes, that's that's how there can be 
a predetermined set of things, but that's a baseline, I would say. And the value of having an astrological consultation is that we can talk about what can be tweaked because we all have things that can be changed easily, but we also have things in life that can't be changed easily. And knowing what those are and how where we can play our free will within that is, uh, I think that's the sweet spot. Yeah. So um, first I want to say I do think it's freeing because now that I know I have seven months to get to know someone, I'm like, oh, you know, no stress about this. <laughs> um, so another thing that really, really surprised Paige and I about um, our sessions with you, because we went in this expecting something completely different based on what we've seen in the media. So if you go online, you look up astrology or Aries or Capricorn or whatever, we're going to learn about Mercury retrogrades. We're going to learn about, I think, Venus is in retrograde now, whatever that means, and eclipse and things and all these things. And you didn't even mention to Paige or myself our star sign, what's happening with the moon sign. <laughs> Which, by the way, thank God, because I was having a really bad week. And if you had told me something about Capricorn or Mars being in retrograde, I might have lost my shit, <laughs> to be honest. So we find this weird because I think there's even a guy I follow on Instagram and you can do like a consultation with him. And he explains that he will talk about these certain things, but you didn't. Um, is there a reason that you didn't? Yeah, so um, I my approach with astrology is to, that's my tagline, right? Bringing astrology to life. And in my experience, again, because I use different systems of astrology at the same time, right? Western astrology, Babylonian astrology, Indian astrology, because I'm trained in all of them. I can't use one of those labels to describe you. You are not you, are not defined by one system of astrology's labels. Those are just tools in my toolbox, right? So if I want to look at a map that says, oh, you're a Capricorn, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to look at a map that says you're Aries, I'm going to do it, right? So for me, because I use multiple tools of the trade, um, the jargon is taking away from the message. So it might help you to have an anchor point, or I am this, or I am that, right? But that can also be limiting. And I've seen that. You know, I've said to someone, and especially when you read for astrologers, you get this a lot, you know, because doctors are the worst patients. And you say to them, look, this is the issue, this is the way forward, let's talk about it. Oh, but I'm Aries, and therefore how can I and can't I? right? So we, we become intoxicated with a label that something has put on us. And what I found and my approach is to also free the client from that and to just talk as a human being with what is going on inside you. The labels and all that, that's for me to know and, and, and agonize about, okay, uh, before your session. But in the session with you, I just want that straight talk, um, direct advice and guidance, and for you to feel heard and understood as a person, because not everyone that comes to me as a client knows their astrology, star signs, or whatever, right? 
uh, especially the skeptics, right? And I love having them because um, when I talk straight to them and I say, oh, you know, and uh, point out, oh, in the past, this and this happened in these years, and I haven't talked about any jargon, right? It's something that breaks down barriers between me and the client. And uh, especially when we do astrology for therapy, I cannot have any crutch in the way between me and the person, right? So it's just to clear that connection. Um, that's my approach. And I've found over the years that um, it allows me to speak more heart to heart to someone. Um, yeah, so that's just uh, my approach about it. I could go on and on about this in this sign, that in that sign, Venus, blah, blah, blah. But what are you going to do with that information? That's for me to interpret, make sense of, make a judgment on, and present that to you in a way that you can understand and do something about from tomorrow, right? So, but of course, if you want to know, you know, so why I'm saying something in a session is because of something I've seen here and something I've seen there and something I've seen somewhere else. And so, it's just putting it together. To otherwise, the session would be a five hours long. You know, if I had to say, oh, because this and this and this, therefore this. You know. Um, so then, how much value do you put on social media um, representations of astrology? Jessica loves to send me that shit. How much value do you find in, like, let's say, the reels or the stuff you can Google or the agony aunt columns in the magazines? people like there's astrologers out there who are creating videos who will say okay well venus is in retrograde now so if you're in aries um you know that this is going to happen like prepare for this or whatever so i don't know they say things and i i read it i go oh i have no idea what this means but you know what cool let's go um do you think it's helping astrology do you think it's making it seem worse to the skeptics (laughs) so yeah it is it's a bit it's a bit of all of that you know um it's um on the one hand it's a good entry point for people um and it does it has helped in making astrology mainstream okay so from that point of view um it's good and people must just understand that that is meant to be general it is meant to be non-specific okay so if someone is being skeptical and pointing to those things as being, oh, uh, it's wishy-washy, I'll say, I, I agree with you, it's wishy-washy. It's designed to be that way because you're giving broad advice to people, right? But how about you step into my lair for one hour and then we can see what is non-specific or not, right? And he will but, blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, and it's not always about prediction, as you might have seen in your sessions. It's also about understanding the inner workings of things because prediction is a is a consequence of how we're making decisions now, you know. So the broad social media things, it's good for a stepping stone or entry point. And I think if people approach it and appreciate it just as that, I think that is where the good is and that is where the good ends. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I think that's also why we've been struggling with this episode because it is so individualized. It's not general at all what you gave us. 
<clears throat> so that has been what's been so hard to now encapture this for the audience as to how do we tell you what we actually went through without making it our personal stories. There is a a gap there in the public understanding of what real astrology can do for you, right? So I acknowledge that, and this is why I agreed to do this, you know, exercise and podcast with you, because I care about, especially young people, knowing what astrology can actually do for you in a practical way and away from all those generic, you know, things, because... Again, and a lot, a lot of it is a lot of hype, you know. Oh my God, Venus is retrograde, blah blah. Uh, okay, so what does it mean for me? You know, uh, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> every full moon, you're supposed to release things, and every new moon, you're supposed to. I mean, that's like we're gonna have like astrological diarrhea, you know, at some point. <laughs> we do. I think you know, we, we do. <laughs> so I, again, I. I the information versus meaning. This is the difference between the two things. So I would like people to get from your experience and this podcast that real astrology is meaningful. It is sincere. It is more specific and relevant. And as opposed to just because having information doesn't mean you know things uh, and know somebody. So it's, it's, it's just a level of it's a scalar difference. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have to ask this one because I have to do the research post this and we've done some research just after our sessions. We always only do it after the session so that we're coming in with the freshest mind we can. Um, my mind stays always a little bit skeptical about most things, but now that I've done some readings, I've got to give you an opportunity to say science and the tests that they've done, unlike the likes of like acupuncture which was quite interesting and reiki which we've now researched and the others we research this one the science community has tested to shit and back like they they tested a lot and they say no it's scientifically it it's not physically doing anything to you but it's a placebo effect that's just the broad overstroke what do you have to say to that i think it's important that you get an opportunity to speak on that so the current definition of what constitutes something as a science, one of the criteria is 100% repeatability of results. And I'm not dealing with a piece of rock here. My test subject is a living being whose choices and variables of input are changing constantly. Okay. It's, you know, if you go back to within science, you know, chaos theory and probability, when you have one or two things in the system, like two it's called a three-body problem. Newton spoke about this three-body problem. Like, for example, you've got one pigeon and a piece of bread. You can sort of predict what's going to happen. You've got two pigeons and one piece of bread. You can figure things out. But once you have three or more pigeons... the system becomes chaotic and it's difficult to predict in a linear fashion what's going to happen. You have to, you have to study it as a system and see the patterns that emerge again and again and again. That's how we understand ecosystems. That's how environmentalists study ecosystems, right? If I go into a forest 
that's how scientists back in the day started studying ecosystems. They would go into a forest like Amazon. They have no idea what's going on in this huge ecosystem. But you speak to the local people and they'll say, oh, we're out hunting and a rabbit is running this way. That means the lightning is going to hit over there. How did they know that? It's not a scientific process that allows them to say, did the rabbit cause the lightning? No, of course not. But they've lived in that living system for long enough to pick up emergent patterns of correspondences. So that is how ecosystems are studied, even today. So when a scientist is saying to me, astrology is not a science, I say, well, not in the way you want it to be, but hopefully one day when science and physics can understand consciousness more, which is a frontier subject at the moment, and we know with Heisenberg's uncertainty principle that when you look at something, it changes. So there's a lot there still that science needs to learn about the human being and how we work. I'm not saying astrology has figured it out, but I'm saying that we are reading things that are working on a premise, that things are connected in a way that scientifically you have not been able to explain yet. So hold off your judgments about it until you are able to explain it. Let's rather do that and agree to disagree for now. So I will agree, astrology is not 100% a science according to the current expectations and definitions of what science must be. So in that way, you're essentially the native looking at the rabbits and the lightning, as you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's an adequate answer in my opinion. I mean... You know, so we have to acknowledge like what we don't know. Whether you're a scientist or not a scientist, we always, none of us are looking at the whole elephant. We are all looking at our little part of the elephant and making a claim about it, you know, the whole thing. And so that's that's what I yeah. would say. And I mean, I think it goes straight back to we did our Reiki episode as well. And I did the experience page, didn't it? I said, I wouldn't know how to measure this because unless you could measure my internal world pre and post to actually see some sort of change that has happened, there's no way we could have done that. So we just have to also sometimes... We, we don't understand the science of it, but it's clearly doing something for people. And there's all these testimonies that something's happening. So there's that side too, right? Um, I haven't been able to shut up about this experience to people around me. <laughs> <laughs> so you might get a few people knocking on your door, um, asking you for a session. Um, what would be the best way for people to do this? Because we did the therapy part, but I know this needs pre-approval. Would it be better if people come with um, the consultation first? Or if someone wanted to try this, how do, how would they do it? <laughs> okay, in terms of contact, the easiest is uh, by email, info at speakastrology.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so Martha Nyka you know, or Speaker Astrology Facebook page. And they can talk to me, you know, so um, people can book an orientation session for free on my website where I just, we just talk, right? It doesn't have to be that you have to book a reading for that. 
is just for your level of comfort, you know, because I find a lot of times people have a lot of, you know, anxiety and, you know, um, yes, skepticism, but I would say healthy skepticism is welcome uh, with it, you know, and it's just to break down those barriers. And uh, I'm pretty, um, I care about doing that because people need to know what they're getting into before they get into it. Um, in terms of what kind of reading to go for, um, as a first timer, um, I would say, you know, booking a one hour session and just asking three simple questions about what's urgent or current in your life will give you some idea. Um, and that can just answer, okay, okay, he knows what he's talking about. Um, it seems legit. It seems correct. Uh, and then if there's anything that is, if there's anything that is predictive in that, uh, you can go away and see if it happens or not. Right? And the proof will be in the pudding. So you can do that. Um, and then maybe because the astrology for therapy sessions, we go a bit deep. So um, that might not be okay for the first time around, especially if you're not familiar with astrology and also how I work and present information. Um, even though I do try to do it as gently as possible, um, there's still a lot, you know, to, to deal with and process. So maybe just asking objective questions in a consultation reading uh, would be better for a first timer. Mm. And um, a question that someone else asked me, I'm just also going to ask it. What if they don't know what to come ask? And they just want to try this, but they don't have like a specific question. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, you just tell me. Look, I don't know what to ask. Um, I just want to know about what's happening in my life. And I can do that. So I can look into your year ahead. Um, and then I'll say, right, in these months, these are the likely scenarios. Um, these are the likely situations that you're going to encounter. You know, to give you a heads up, you know, about the year ahead for you. So that can also be done. I can also see what is arising. So I'll just look at the charts and see what are the main points that are, you know, speaking out or shouting out to me to be voiced and then i'll say to you something like oh tell me about your career thing i can see there's some potential here for change or something and then we talk about it so like that the astrology can be used to also prompt questions objectively so because sometimes we're too much in it uh, to 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 figure out where to even start so that's also fine yeah okay Amazing. Thank you so much.